If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake, because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitute. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Billboard Charts. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. How are you? Hey, Keith. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am... I am swell? It's an exciting time of of the year for music fans. uh, Is that a leading... uh, I was... Why? It's definitely a leading point because the Grammy nominations are coming out next week, Keith. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like the the overwhelming amount of new albums that came out last Friday. Sure, that's true too. And there's also a million, you know, award shows still to come this year and all sorts of but Grammy nominations. Grammys. Grammys. (laughs) Yet another award show. That Indeed. we have to talk it's, about. It's the award show, though. The It's music's biggest night. That's I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. Uh, in addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, possibly some Grammy news today, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how Ariana Grande stays put at number one on the Billboard 200 with her Positions album, while Pop Smoke's For the Night returns to the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart after four months, thanks to a surge in radio airplay. Plus, with the Grammy Award nominations due to be announced on Tuesday, November 24th, we're running down some of the likely contenders in the big four categories, and those are Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best New Artist. Plus, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com podcasts. Okay, uh, let's do the chart chat. The chat of The chat of the charts. <laughs> Um, first up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, Ariana Grande's Positions holds its position at number one for a second week. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> earning 83,000 equivalent album units in the United States in the week ending November 12th, according to Nielsen Music MRC data. That's down 53% off its start of 174,000 units. Also in the top 10, the Kid Leroy hits a new high as his uh, F love album flies from number 81 to number three after it was reissued with a uh, number of bonus tracks while the late rapper king vaughn gets his first top 10 as welcome to o-block climbs 13 to 5 in its second week uh he died after being shot at an atlanta nightclub on november 6th so uh it's 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 sad that he gets his first top 10 in such a way this week but. Yeah, he also debuted on the Hot 100. I think that he had four spots on the Hot 100 uh, yeah. this week, Xander wrote. So, yes, it's uh, it's very tragic, um, but hopefully that can serve as, as, a, as a high point for all the people who loved him. Yeah. Over on the Billboard Hot 100, speaking of the Hot 100, friends of the podcast, 24K Golden and Ian Dior, hold tight 
at number one for a fourth non-consecutive week with Mood, while Gabby Barrett's I Hope featuring Charlie Puth, friend of the pod Puth, hits a new high, rising five to three, thanks to gains in sales and streams following their performance of the track on the November 11th CMA Awards. Meanwhile, Pop Smoke's For the Night, uh, from his album Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, returns to the top 10 after a four-month absence, as the track, which features, by the way, I should get this right, it features uh, Lil Baby and Da Baby, it's just a baby boom on that track, uh, returns to the top 10 after four months, blah, 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 as the track rises 12 to 10, <laughs> just blah, 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 right over that, it rises 12 to 10 thanks to big gains in airplane sales. The track has been percolating at radio in recent weeks following its initial Hot 100 debut at number six back in July, concurrent with its parent album's debut at number one on the Billboard 200. Well, we are excited to talk about the Grammys because next week the Grammy nominations will be announced on Tuesday, November 24th. Nominations in all 84 categories. It's 84. So should we start, should we do predictions in all 84 categories, Keith? Today? Yeah, let's start with spoken word <laughs> recording, comedy recording. Best um, uh, album packaging. Regional roots recording. <laughs> So, first of all, I'm just going to say that the the eligibility period of the Grammys uh, for the 2021 Grammys um, will be September 1st, 2019 through August 31st, 2020. And so nothing released since August 31st will be in a part of our discussion today. And the Grammys are set to be broadcast on January 31st, 2021. And in case anyone was wondering... The show will be live, according to Recording Academy Interim President and CEO Harvey Mason Jr. He said, it's not going to change dates. It's not going to push back. It's going to go live. It's not going to be pre-recorded. None of it. He's, like, ready to put on a show. So yeah. God bless you, Harvey. Yeah. And good well, luck. <laughs> we're, you know, I almost want to be like, let's not hold you to that, you know, just he in case. He very firm, though. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so let's move on to some likely contenders in those nominations. And I was joking earlier about the 84 categories. We're going to stick to the big four categories, which are Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best New Artist. Yeah. So Keith and I thought we would each pick a pair of contenders, and our criteria was to pick one personal favorite that we really want and hope to be there and is also a contender like we're yeah. not just picking things that are random you've never heard of yeah i'm not like throwing in like some like you know low-key madonna album cut here no i'm like exactly our personal picks are actual things that we assume are going to get nominated as well yes yeah. but and we will and we also like really want them to but then the shoe-in picks are ones that we're pretty sure are just like no matter what they're they're gonna be there so that's how we narrowed it down so let's get it started with Album of the Year. Um, I will start with the one that I laid claim to first. Because <laughs> when when we started talking, I'm like, I get to talk about this one. I'm not this saying my... that Katie threatened a knife fight or anything. <laughs> but I would over this artist, though. Um, my personal pick for Album of the Year, and I've been saying this since it came out, which was far too early for me to be saying things like that. But my personal pick is Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia. And uh, this song single-handedly has gotten me and my family through quarantine. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have listened to this nonstop. Three-year-old son, it's his favorite music, loves Dua Lipa. We, there's not a, there's not a bum song on this album. It is just wall-to-wall -wall dance hits, and it is 
amazing. And I've loved it since it came out, and I continue to love it. I'm not sick of it. And I just think that this is the one for me. Like, I, I don't, Dua's never been nominated for Album of the Year. She's been nominated for Best New Artist and won. Never been nominated for Album of the Year. This would be a huge nomination for her. So I really, really hope that uh, that it happens on Tuesday. What's so that's my sh- personal pick. What's your what's your uh, shoe in? My shoe in is another one that I actually really enjoy and have listened to a lot, which is The Weekends After Hours. This yeah. also was just a super cool 80s vibe album. And, you know, he has always been someone who's gotten love from the, the Grammys. Uh, but this, to me, seems like a no-brainer that, that they will acknowledge it for, for album of the year. Yeah, it's, I mean, considering it's like chock full of hits, it was a number one album, had Blinding Lights on it, a huge Hot 100 hit, which is still in the top 10 after like, I don't know, four years. And it's uh, commercially and critically successful right. as well. So yeah, it just seems seems like a no brainer. And I think it would be a great, a great choice. So let's um, move to Keith's personal pick. Right, my personal pick, which is also falls into line with sort of, you know, the whole gist of this show, which is the pop shop, Lady Gaga's Chromatica album. Uh, number one album on the billboard 200 it's it's like gaga's return to like dance pop um it's like dua lipa's album it's kind of non-stop wall-to-wall pop it a pop 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 Hmm. and you listen to it it's a super enjoyable listen i think you know it's i think that's a generally accepted notion that it was kind of a return to pop form for her yeah um and also, it has, like, big hits in it, you know, with Stupid Love and Rain On Me, um, you know, another hit with Blackpink, um, uh, with uh, Sour Candy. So I, I I think, and also, by the way, Lady Gaga is a huge Grammy favorite, so this wouldn't be out of the ordinary for this to be nominated for Album of the Year, because she's been nominated for Album of the Year in the, in the past. So I'm like, mm, this kind of makes sense. Okay, how about your shoe-in, Keith? My shoe-in, Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding. There's no way this is not going to be nominated for Album of the Year. 100%. Zero, zero chance. You don't even have to really talk about this. It's like tons of hits, a number one album. There's just no way it won't be. Okay, well, let's, there's a few others we just wanted to mention briefly. Um, we got to get to the other categories, but I wanted to say it feels like folklore for Taylor Swift is uh, kind of the album that people have been wanting her to make for a long time. And I think it's one in a style in that folk stripped down style that the recording Academy will really pay attention to. Obviously she was not nominated for lover, which really surprised a lot of people. And so it's a question of whether she still has that goodwill with the recording Academy or not. I guess we'll find out on Tuesday. We'll find out. Um, Briefly. I want to mention um, Fiona Apple's fetch the bolt cutters, Mm. which has been getting a lot of attention this year. Um, It could be, I think it could be a number of, there was a couple of rock albums that are probably contenders for the so for a quote unquote rock slot yeah. in here. Haim, maybe. Um, there's a Britney Howard album, maybe. Um, I think Fiona was critically acclaimed yeah. and it was a successful album. So I think that's one to watch. And I think we also have to carve out a space or two among these eight for one of the hugely successful rap albums of this year. Mm-hmm. Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, Juice World's Legends Never Die, Roddy Rich's Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial, Da Baby's Blame It on Baby. One I of hate, these. I hate that these. half that list is late rappers. That really bums me out, especially since both of them were huge projects. Pop and Juice is huge. who we're talking about. Yes, yeah. huge projects. So yeah. it would be. I think it would be amazing if they got some shine in these top four categories. 
All right, let's um, move on. Uh, yes. Okay, you start us off with song of the year. All right, song of the year, uh, a personal pick, and I, and also to keep in mind, record of the year and song of the year are similar, where they sometimes share nominations, but not all the time. Song of the year is a craft award, effectively for the writing of the song, and it's the songwriter award. Or his record of the year is a production and performance award. So, like you, you, you sometimes they're kind of. Um, judged on kind of the same merits, but sometimes there's curveballs in Song of the Year, and usually that's where you can find maybe some country records, some rock records, some kind of more meaningful records. And I feel like with everything that's happened in 2020, uh, Black Lives Matter protests, uh, COVID, pandemic, uh, political unrest, a presidential election, you know, just to name a few, um, Mm. I think there's going to be a couple spaces in here maybe kind of politically minded. And I think a really good one to suggest is hers, uh, I Can't Breathe. Um, it's a powerful song with a powerful message. I think the the Recording Academy might choose to honor her with a nomination here. And they also have nominated her no, multiple times in the past. Yeah. Um, I think a shoe-in in this category, this might be controversial, is Taylor Swift's Cardigan. If she can't get an album of the year nomination, I think she would probably get a song of the year nomination for Cardigan. And um, if any of the songs from the album were going to get a nomination, I think it would be Cardigan. It was a number one hit on the Hot 100. It, it was the lead single from the album. So there's my personal pick and my shoe in. And for me, I did an all country edition for song of the year. <laughs> okay. Uh, because my personal pick was uh, the aforementioned I Hope from Gabby Barrett. Huge breakout hit for Gabby this year. Um, and the thing that is impressive about it is the narrative of it, which is why I think that Song of the Year is the perfect place for it to be honored. These lyrics are amazing, where they, they draw you in thinking that she's saying, you know, she wants, you know, her ex to go on and find this great love. But in actuality, she wants him to find the great love just so that great love can break his heart as badly as he broke hers. It's real dark and it's real effective. And I think it's, it all comes down to songwriting. And Gabby's a co-writer on it, so that would be a, a great award for her. Um, whereas in my shoe-in uh, portion, I put Marin Morris's The Bones, another amazingly written song, uh, just got honored at CMA Awards with actually both their both the song and record of the year at CMA Awards. So clearly a huge hit over there. Um, and once again, the songwriting, this is just a, a great concept comparing a strong relationship to a sturdy house. And it's just a, you know, country has always done songwriting great and they always try to find room for those country nominees in the top categories. And I think either of these ladies would be perfect in that, in that area. Let's go through some, um, quick mentions of some other possibilities in here. Um, Katie has a couple. Uh, I have a couple. I think aside from hers, uh, I Can't Breathe, I think perhaps Little Baby's The Bigger Picture, another nod to Black Lives Matter uh, Mm -hmm. protests and movement. I think that could be a consideration for this. I also think that Bob Dylan has a chance to be nominated for Song of the Year for Murder Most Foul, a 17-minute song inspired by the assassination of President Kennedy in 1963. It's a heck of a listen. I love this suggestion. It's a heck of a listen. And Bob Dylan has never been nominated for Record of the Year or Song of the Year in his entire career, which seems kind of criminal. Insane. And uh, the idea of a 17-minute song getting nominated, I love trivia, and that would just be immediate trivia. (laughs) I mean, there are. I think Little Nas X was nominated for Album of the Year last year, and I'm not even sure his album was longer than 17 minutes. So... (laughs) It was seven tracks long and it was like 24 minutes or something ludicrous. All right, uh, fine. (laughs) 
fine. Um, the one I wanted to mention was Billie Eilish. Obviously, she owned the Grammys earlier this year. Um, and then she immediately put out everything I wanted. Like in, I think actually she put it out late last year, just after eligibility. I'm not sure if it was before or after the it was Grammys. At the, it was at the very end of the year. I think. Yeah, it was the early part of the year. So definitely after eligibility, but before her big Grammys coronation. But it was just kind of. A, a perfectly written song, a really emotional song, and proved that you know all of their faith in her was apt. And I think that it could, I think it may, would make sense to be to honor her for that one again. All right, okay. record of the year, record, record of, the year. of the year. Okay, my personal pick. We've mentioned him already. Post Malone, Circles. This is my favorite Post Malone song ever, <laughs> and I think that it is. It's a great pop song, which is why I thought record of the year for it. Great production. Uh, just great melody all around, uh, perfect little pop nugget from Post Malone and uh, his poppiest song yet. Um, number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100, um, and from a critically acclaimed album. So this just seems like a no brainer in addition to being one that I really love. But my shoe in that I put was once again, the weekend for blinding lights and uh, Again, record of the year. This is all about the sound, the aha 80s inspiration. And um, so I think that they will recognize this as a, a production award in my yeah. mind. Um, well, my, my, my personal pick is Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce with Savage, the remix. Um, the song was already an enormous sort of like pop culture moment, but then it went to a whole new level once Beyonce jumped on. That tends to happen. That tends to happen. Yeah. (laughs) There there is history of this. Um, And then, you know, Savage hit number one. And then my shoe in is Harry Styles' Adore You, which... I hope you're right. I mean, well, I'm assuming... I mean, I I don't see how this wouldn't be nominated. And we didn't mention him earlier, but I'm assuming he's going to be nominated for Album of the Year as well. Oh, I love that album. Um, But I think that's a shoe in a huge hit. It's kind of inescapable and unavoidable. Um, So I assume it'll be nominated for Record of the Year. And I wonder what those discussions were like between Adore You and Watermelon Sugar. Because for me, like, if I'm picking, I would choose, like, Adore You as a Song of the Year nominee and Watermelon Sugar as Record of the Year nominee. True. But I, th- I think that the Harry Styles team just decided to go all in on uh, Adore You. So um, Watermelon Sugar was not an option on that front. So uh, just FYI, that's uh, that's the reason why we think that one. Some, um, um, some, some, brief, some brief mentions here. Uh, for possibilities for record of the year. Um, I, we already mentioned this already, Marin Morris with The Bones. Yes. Uh, Dua Lipa's Don't Start Now. If there is, if this isn't nominated here, then we have some explaining to do from the Recording Academy. Yes. Um, and I think that either Roddy Rich's The Box and or DeBaby's Rockstar featuring Roddy Rich will probably get a nomination or they both could get a nomination here. Yep. Um, it's going to be a crowded field, most definitely. Katie, you had a couple ones that you wanted to mention as well. I did. Um, we mentioned Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande's Rain on Me. Record of the Year seems like an obvious spot for that. And I think the Academy would make sense for to honor two women at once with this huge collaboration as well. Two right. ladies that they love as well. Um and then I also wanted to mention BTS's Dynamite. I know that the army is always, you know, wanting these big nominations for BTS. And before I think the songs were, you know, fan favorites, but more under the radar. Dynamite is like a bona fide hit song. And it's like, you know, in ads that you're hearing every day. And it's 
fully entered the zeitgeist and it's not just, oh, it's the song by BTS. It's like a hip hop song. And so this is the, I think the first real contender that they have in my mind for a possible big four nomination. All right. Lastly, best new artist. Best new artist. Uh, Katie, you go first. Well, I've already talked about her. Uh, I'm just gonna throw my uh, throw my support behind Gabby Barrett for best new artist because, like I said, uh, her song "I Hope" is just killer. A song that she co-wrote, and actually, her debut album, which came out this summer, she co-wrote uh, almost all the songs on the album as well. I think she's just a, a great new country artist, and I hope, I hope, ha, that I hope is not a a one hit wonder situation because I just think that she is a killer vocalist, killer writer, and I want to hear more from her and a best new artist uh nomination would be just the look that she needs to i hopefully get that country airplay that is elusive for many ladies in the country genre (laughs) um and i think for my shoe in uh we've talked about her as well hot girl meg megan the stallion um huge year for her you know the thing that i really thought about in addition to getting her first number one hit she's putting her debut album out this week um the fact that she wrote a new york times op-ed about um, the treatment of of women in uh, certain situations, including the one that she's currently in with uh, Tory Lanes. Um, there's it's a legal situation that's ongoing. The uh, there's lots of allegations, etc. But like she wrote a flipping New York Times op-ed about the situation. I think I was like, wow, Megan has officially like hit the peak of you know, pop culture relevance if, you know, your parents are reading an op-ed by her in the New York Times. Um, and I think that this is just an obvious choice for Best New Artist. Keith? I, I wholly, wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> um, okay, so I have a personal pick, which I I, I don't know if it's... it's uh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling confident here, but I don't know. So okay. I'm going to go on a slight limb and say Blackpink could get nominated here. Um, if, if K-pop is going to get the nod, and I know K-pop is sometimes a term that is not admired by fans of pop music from Korea or Korea acts from Korea. I just wanted to frame that for listeners who may not know who Blackpink is. It's a huge K-pop act. It's a quartet of female singers who have been around actually for a number of years, but they didn't really break through in a big way in America until this year, really. Um, thanks to collaborations with Lady Gaga on Sour Candy, which is on her Chromatica album, as well as Ice Cream with Selena Gomez. And then uh, Blackpink also had their own hit with How You Like That. Blackpink also debuted in the top 10 on the Billboard 200 this year with their first proper full-length album. So I think because BTS has already kind of elapsed in terms of like it's a little late to honor them as a new artist <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they're already like really big, I think Blackpink could be kind of the representative for Korean pop music here. And they have the sort of the chart stats uh, to back it up. Yeah. I don't um, think it's that far-fetched, and I think it would be a huge, huge look for South Korean pop music in general. Yeah. And my shoe-in here is Morgan Wallen, um, country singer, um, who who's just had an amazing kind of rise to stardom in the past, like, two, two and a half years, and kind of just steadily built and built and grown and grown. And he's having an incredible moment right now, and I think that'll carry over to the Grammy Awards, where he could be one of multiple country artists nominated uh, in Best New Artist. Um, and he just won new artist at CMA Awards last week. So it could be it could be uh, foretelling what we could see at the Grammy Awards. Indeed. So uh, with all that said, um, stay tuned to the Grammy Award nominations announcement on Tuesday, November twenty fourth, to find out if 
all your faves. <laughs> to find out if we're full of it. <laughs> to find out if we're completely full of crap. Um, and the show will be on January 31st. Um, all right, so we've reached the end of our big shoe. Um, any parting Grammy words, Katie? <laughs> well, um, stay tuned to Billboard.com because our actual awards expert, not me and Keith, our actual awards expert, Paul Grine, will be uh, putting up his predictions ahead of Tuesday. So if you really want to know who's going to get nominated, yeah. pay attention to Paul. <laughs> now that you've listened to this entire show, just ignore everything yeah. you, we've said. <laughs> Just go read Paul. That's we're the fans real deal. Like, we're fans like you are. We're extra informed fans, but we're fans. Paul actually is working off of expertise. <laughs> so what song should we go out on, Katie? Perhaps maybe a favorite Grammy Award winning song of the past? Oh, man, Keith. That is way too wide of a scope. I'd like you to pick something instead of me. <laughs> that's too much pressure. Oh, wow. Well, gee whiz. Um, I immediately just thought of a Madonna song. <gasps> let's Let's go with Ray of Light which oh. won for Best Dance Recording and, I think, Best Music Video for the 1998 year, I believe. Perfect. There you go. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.